Welcome to Pillow Talk. In this episode, we're going to answer a few queries that we've had from our first episode. We've had some feedback from one of our listeners who listened to the first Pillow Talk episode and I think he had some queries or or, um, needed a bit of clarification to help with his understanding on on the decision that we've made in our female-led relationship to include cook-holding. The comparison that was made was that in our in our relationship compared to his that David is very much like the listener's wife and that I'm very much like him the listener in that the listener goes to see a professional dominatrix his wife knows and has observed And he sees the relationship that he has with the dominatrix as, although extremely fulfilling, has boundaries, has set boundaries and professional boundaries and professional behaviours, which I totally understand. Um, So he sees that as me going to go and spend time with a bull. And yes, there is a lot of comparison with that. It is very much, we are brought up on stories, um, social norms uh, from our role models that man meets woman, uh, fall in love, get married, have children and live happily ever after. And that those two people can fulfill each other fully for the rest of their lives. And um, there would never be a problem. And I think the reality is, is that's, not true. That's that's quite naive. <laughs> it's not true. And we know it's not true because we see all the divorces, we see all the problems, we see marital affairs, we see all kinds of issues that go off because somebody or both parties in the relationship aren't entirely fulfilled and satisfied by the other. But, and this is something that I discuss sometimes with my clients, and sometimes me and David discuss this as well, in that clients who go and see professional dominatrices are very able to compartmentalise and the visits that they have to mistresses are um, strictly within boundaries, kept in a box and pulled out once a month, indulged in and then put back again. And that's almost like how it would be with me going to go and see a bull. Traditionally, men are able to compartmentalise. Certainly, I've noticed that men are very easy, find it very easy to compartmentalise, whereas women don't seem to, or perhaps women are not expected to, or perhaps women think that they they can't. But I can't see why we can't compartmentalise just as well as men can. Um, We've talked about this in that, you can have an additional aspect to your relationship, which is separate from your relationship. But, but but at the same time, 
you can include it in your relationship because if you're open with your your life partner about what you do and they they understand it they're happy with it sometimes they indulge as well or sometimes they don't you've got their blessing why why not why not do it and for us it's something that we've discussed for a very long time um it's something that we can fit into our relationship. Have you got thoughts, David? Um, well, I agree with everything you say, and um, I understand what, what the um, what the listeners talking about as well. Um, I think I think relationships like we've got, and it seems like the listeners got are quite unique. Um, I think there's very, very few people who can be open about seeing other people under whatever um, whatever circumstance, whether it's be a paid PD or, or an escort or, or cuckolding or, you know, whatever it might be, whether it's going to kink parties or whatever. I think it's very, very unusual. Yeah, I think it's pretty rare, really. I'm um, not sure that it is rare because... If you look at uh, swingers, there are loads yeah. and loads of swingers. Yeah, fair um, comment. There's loads of couples that go to sex clubs with a view to either observing, just being a voyeur, or because they are considering going into swinging. So it's, I think, I think a lot of people realise that the marriage isn't the be all and end all. You, you you can't just that's it. You forever living on your own little planet. Sometimes, especially if a couple has got an interesting sex life anyway, mm. especially if a couple enjoys sex anyway, is why not look and see what else can you do? That, And it's not about having sex outside the relationship. It's about enhancing the relationship you're already in by giving it another element, another layer of titillation, excitement. sexuality, excitement, yeah. thrill. And in fact, it's a lot less damaging than somebody just going off and having an affair. Completely. A lot less damaging, far more honest. Um, I mean, this this particular listener, his I hope it's okay to say his wife is aware that he visits professional mistresses, and she has gone along and she has observed and she is aware. So for him, that's absolutely fantastic, brilliant. He gets the best of both worlds, and in his own words, he says that the um. Going to see the mistress fulfills 99% of his, uh, I can't remember the term he used, but it's like his sexuality, his sexual needs, Um, which just made me wonder, and and I don't really want to dig our listener out, but what is your wife getting from this? And as the listener told me himself, his wife likes cock, you know, brilliant. So I don't know, perhaps our listener needs to listen to more of this and perhaps if he's <laughs> perhaps if he's able to go and see a professional mistress and get all of his fetishes and uh, his kinks um satisfied then perhaps our listener should consider cuckoldry as uh, a new fetish for him and an opportunity for her to go and get some more cock but, and this is the important thing, but still have the safety, the love, the security, the comfort 
of the existing relationship. Um, because this is the beauty of cuckolding from the woman's perspective, is that she gets the best of both worlds. I can go out, well, when lockdown ends, I can go out and go and meet a new guy, a new mind, a new body, um, purely for sexual reasons, knowing that that's satisfying a lot of fetish and kink that my husband has. And then I can come back to my husband and we can, well, we, we can talk about what's happened. I can tease him with what's happened. We can get off together on what's happened, but we still have our relationship, our friendship, our love, our comfort, our everything that makes our relationship what it is. It's it's the beauty of cuckolding. It for the woman, it's the best of both worlds. And if the guy's got a big fetish for cuckolding and he trusts his wife, um it's it's great for him as well. Why not? So perhaps perhaps our listener should maybe consider <laughs> <laughs> the the freedom and the excitement and the the thrill of uh, of cuckolding. I think what's really good to share is um, last night we had some great fun, didn't we? We had did. we had we had more fun last night than we've had in in ages. And what was it about? It was about talk about you going off and cuckolding me. Yeah, and um, you know the, during the evening. You'd been uh, messaging with your uh, future bulls, hadn't you? you yeah. You know, yeah. It, it is, you know, that since we did our last uh, Pillar Talk podcast, you know, things are, despite the fact that you can't go out yet, things are moving on. I mean, you've you've pretty much now got two in the bag, haven't you? I've narrowed, I've narrowed it down to two based on the based on their understanding of what it is what it's about and and equally what it's not about um anybody who's listening i would imagine that a lot of people who are listening to these have seen a professional mistress so you will understand the the need for boundaries the need for where the relationship ends where it starts where it ends sometimes i mean i mean this particular listener and I know I've done it as well. Sometimes you do meet up with your mistress outside of session. Uh, maybe it's pre-session or post-session or just outside of session. And again, there's another set of rules on how to behave. Um, it's no different. It's just a different set of rules, but it's having a set of rules, a set of boundaries, a set of expectations. You know, I'm not going to talk to these guys about their wife or their kids because it's none of my business. It's got nothing to do with it. And I don't really want to know. Um, I'm just interested in the guys, in what they do. So equally, if ever I've spoken with my clients, you know, we don't talk about the kids. We don't talk about what the dog did or what the cat did. It's not <laughs> that's too intimate. Um, you're just talking about whatever it, it is that you are seeing them for. I think there's something really important though here. It's striking me as I'm sat listening, late listening, I should say, because you're in bed, um, is that you, you, you're not unique. But there's very few of you, um, i.e. Me or the yeah, listener? Yeah, not you. Me. 
where That's a true. woman who taught, who is a you know professional mistress. You've been a professional mistress since two thousand and five, and therefore you get it totally. You've you've got you understand the boundaries. You understand about the relationship of that kind of um, connection. So you get it totally. I imagine there's an awful lot of people who don't. I imagine there's an awful lot of people who go into this, um, this this form of of marriage relationship, whatever you want to call it, without having that understanding and that experience of being able to compartmentalize. I, I imagine that is the case. I think it's very very important. It's certainly important to me as the cuckold, because and this might bring you on to the next point about reservations. Because I know that you get it. I trust that you can compartmentalise it. I, I trust that when you do start meeting somebody, then it's not going to turn into a love affair and it's going to ultimately destroy the marriage, destroy the family and the home life and completely wreck everything. I get it. I totally understand that you get it. Yeah, I do get it. And it, it might be that I get it more because of all the years of PDing and speaking with clients and realising how e not how easy, I, I can't, I'm i not going to say, oh, it's, it's dead easy and they don't ever have any problems with it, but how it, it appears to be easier. I don't know, perhaps I, perhaps I speak to men more about sexuality than I speak to women. Um, but I noticed very, very early on that uh, the way that um, clients seem to handle the burden of a secret life is by this mental compartmentalization. Almost like, and, but also, no, do you know, I think it goes back further than that, actually. I think that the guys who come and see mistresses have been compartmentalizing parts of their sexuality from the time that their fetishes were even recognized in themselves. It's something, it's very similar to your mind is the loft space in your house and you it's full of boxes and some boxes aren't labeled. Some boxes are pushed right to the back. Some mm. boxes only come out every now and again, once in a blue moon. Some boxes are, some boxes are just put to the back and try to forget about. And I think that's guys who have fetishes who it, it's really affecting their lives quite negatively. And then I think other guys have a big box and they pull it out every month and that's when they go and see the mistress. And then mm. when they've seen the mistress, it goes back in the box and it gets pushed to the side. And I've always imagined, that's how I've always visualised how guys have been able to have this sort of, um, these, these sort of like, almost like double lives. Mm. You know, they have, there, there's things that they'll talk to me about that they've never spoken to their wife about ever. And and they don't want to because they don't want to ruin the house that the boxes are sat in because the house is their marriage, the house is their relationship, their family, their, their dog, the cat, the argument they're having with the neighbours next door over the bins. Yeah. Um. So that pulling, so I, I've been aware of that concept of pulling out these cardboard boxes for a number of years. And I, I, I need to speak to more women about this and see if women have that as well. Um, I mean, we are we are brought up on fairy tales and stories and societal expectations and societal norms that women are either Madonnas or whores, 
women are either, you know, good good women mm. who get, get, meet a nice boy, settle down, get married, have children. They're the best mother. They keep a clean kitchen uh, and they're perfectly satisfied. Um, and then you've got the bad women, the whores, who, who like sex, go out and have sex, but you don't want to settle down with that kind of woman. It's too black and white, this Madonna whore complex thing that's going on. I wonder, are, are women just far more complex than um, women and men are prepared to accept? Because if women were allowed to have the sexual freedom that I'm allowed to have, or um, I don't know, would civilization crumble and fall? <laughs> mm. <laughs> because, do yeah, oh God, I don't really want to go really deep into this. Do women actually hold up civilization? Because if you look at anything, if you watch anything or read anything, it's quite often that men are always the ones that are screwing off and doing other things and, and pretending and coming back. And Whereas the women keep the home fires burning kind of thing. I think women's mm. sexuality has been suppressed for a long, long time. I think women, I think, I think this, oh gosh, this might be my fantasy. I don't know. <laughs> but I think, I think women are changing. I think, I think times are changing. And I don't know, they are changing. Um, and I've often wondered, you know, in a hundred years, whatever it might be, 200 years, uh, you know, what, what, what's going to be the dynamic? So I have wondered, you know, in, in, in time, Will, will things change? Because if you look at the press, and I'm not talking, I'm, I'm not talking about fetish. I'm talking about you, know, you see stuff in the papers, on Google, on on articles. You know, the thing that like cuckolding really are, or seem to be, getting quite popular. Um, and I'm not particularly talking about hot wifing, where probably it's actually dick centric, uh, cock centric. You know, oh, yeah. cuckolding where you know the woman is embracing this, like you are. You know, you are, you do, you do see the benefits for you. And I do wonder, you know, if things are going to change. And I do think they will. Whether If that's ever going to become a, a norm or not, who knows. But you know what? Women, and I know this, women are so much in charge regarding sexuality, really, if they, if they understood it. Oh, yeah. I mean, there, I, know, I know there's been, I know there's been times, um, I can't think specifically, but there have been times where women have wanted something to happen in their society, men have said no. So the women have got together and said, right, that's it, sex ban. Do you remember, we were watching um, another another rerun of um, Wolf of Wall Street, weren't we, the other night? So funny, that fantastic scene when they're in the bedroom. Yeah. And she's, she's sat there and she says, you're not having this again. Yeah. And it's a fantastic scene, isn't it? Yeah, it's a great And it's scene. absolutely fucking says everything. She, well, she... These these women went on a sex band. They all got together and they all said, "Yeah, we're all." They all got together. And the thing is, is women are very good at being cooperative, and men mm. don't <laughs> don't yeah. always realise that. All the women got together and they said, "Right, sex ban until this is resolved." Guess how quickly that got resolved? <laughs> <laughs> it got resolved very quickly. So yes, women do have an awful lot of power because they do really control um, sexual access, don't they? Well, totally. I mean, you, look in, at- you know, obviously in consensual terms, there's far too many men that use rape as a as a weapon, but yeah. they control the sexuality. They d- the thing is, though, David, you know what? This isn't new. Th- this isn't new. Um, if you look back to, oh, I don't even know, like a hundred years ago, two hundred years ago, it was very, very normal in 
um, you know, the landed gentry, aristocratic circles, royalty, um, pretty much all, all the classes that had money, that they would, the unspoken agreement was, is, right, we're going to get married. You have the, the children, so mm. heir and a spare. You have the children and you're faithful to me so I, that I know the children are mine. And then once I've got my children, you know, child one, child two, mm. boys, obviously, that even after that, they're, they're not even really bothered if the kids are, are theirs anymore, as long mm. as the heir is theirs. Mm. Um, so once the heir of the estate has been born and survived and everything's going okay, at that point, the 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 cordiality in bed that's required to produce the heir, right, that can end now. He can go off and see his mistresses and she can go and have her lovers mm. as long as it's not rubbed in anybody's face. Sure. But that was that was how it was how it used to be. I think even during like Victorian times, mm. certainly prior to Victorian times, it was always the case. They were shagging left, right and centre. Yeah. But for some reason we got this sort of morality and then it became this way that, you know, women were women were judged, you know, based on how sexual they were. Um but men, I mean, even Victorian times when you weren't even supposed to be having sex because the, the morality was so puritanical, the brothels were still going strong. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, why should it be just for the guys? Why can't women um, enjoy sex? We are animals. And in fact, we, 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 it's more than that, isn't it? There are There are a lot of animals that um, only have sex to reproduce. But there are an awful lot of animals that have sex for societal reasons and through sheer pleasure. Bonobos are shagging all the time. Yeah. They're constantly shagging all the time. It's And it's actually a way of, uh, it's a way of um, keeping the cohesion of their tribe, their group together keeps them stronger. There are villages. In, I mean, I've learned this through doing my psychology. There are villages in Africa uh, that are studied quite a lot because they're unpolluted by uh, the, the modern world. So there is, um, I don't know what's the word, as human as you can get without it being affected too much by things like media mm. uh, and culture. And they have their own culture that's that's unpolluted. And there are a lot of villages where the women will have multiple sexual partners, the best men, you know, the best hunters, the strongest, the fittest, but they have multiple sexual partners. And actually the village has no idea who the actual father is of that child, mm. but they know that there's probably 10 fathers for that child. Mm. Therefore the village brings up the children, Yeah, which for the children is actually the best possible outcome because each each individual child has got an entire village that's invested in making sure that that child survives and does well. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, when you look at sort of sex throughout the ages and throughout different cultures, um, it's not, it, it. it's an enjoyable experience. And why can't people have, have it and have more of it? And why can't couples, why can't couples make sure that both, partners in the relationship are happy and satisfied and why is there so much judgment you know i mean we're very british aren't we our british culture is to 
nudge, nudge, wink, giggle yeah. about things. But the fact is, is there's an awful lot to nudge, nudge, wink, giggle about. And I think we just need to be less hung up on it and less judged about it. I don't want everybody to know what I'm doing and what I'm up to. Um, But I just think that as a society, we should be an awful lot more honest with ourselves. I, t- I totally agree. Totally agree. Do you want to talk about the reservations? The comment about the reservations I might have? Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, another comment from this listener was that it's quite clear to him from listening that David has reservations about this agreement that we've got about going into Cuckoldry. So, David? Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure quite how to answer this. Um, Reservations, to me, would be... That you don't want to do it. Negative. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. Just to clarify, it's not negative whatsoever. Um, Gosh, how do I explain this? Right, okay. We're entering something. We, we, as I said, as we said on the first podcast, you know, as a as a as a married couple, um, where the wife is a pro dom and she's you know going off off doing sexual activity with other guys, um, you know, there is an element of cuckolding in there. Um, but nevertheless, this is this is new to me, and you know, I'm now experiencing um, my wife. You know, texting, uh, seriously texting and, and chatting with, with other guys with a view to meeting. Um, she's decided that she's going to do this. We've agreed everything. Um, yeah, I'm nervous. That's not, is it reservation? Yes, positive is reservations, but to clarify, it's not negative. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just, a, you know, I'm, just, I'm nervous about the whole thing. Um, of course I am. If, if I wasn't nervous about it, it would lose a lot of its power and excitement for me because I would just, I wouldn't be bothered. It would be like skydiving or bungee jumping. You've always wanted to do it. You really, really want to do it. It's exciting. Yeah. It's thrilling. It's dangerous. But when you stood there about to jump, yeah. you're going to have yeah. reservations. Yeah. Yeah. Part of, you, part of your, your brain is going to say, are you sure you want to do this? Yeah, totally. Totally. But it's that fear that gives it the edge, which gives it that thrill. As human beings, we like being scared. We go on ghost trains. We watch scary films. We um, we enjoy, you know, Halloween. We, we like being scared. We go on roller coasters. We do bungee jumps. We do skydiving. We do zip lining. That fear is part of the thrill. That's what makes you feel really, really alive. Totally. Um, and, and and also that thrill is also being used, as I said ten minutes ago, to 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 in our in our own sexual life together. You know, um, you can tease me, you can use that, you can you know manipulate my emotion. You see my face, you see the way I, you know I react, and you you like it, I like it, and it's it's scary. It is scary. <laughs> if it wasn't, it wouldn't be powerful. So, yeah, I've got reservations, but it's not like, all oh, right, fucking hell, I'm, I'm really done the wrong thing here. I shouldn't have gone out of fantasy and into reality. None of that. Um, it's just obviously scary. 
Yeah. And and that is that that just to, if I can clarify that if I've if I've clarified that that's the situation. You know, I'm not sat here thinking I might have done the wrong thing here. That's not the reservation. Yeah. But it's also again to clarify and I don't know whether our listeners um uh considering what I said about, you know, I want you to take away the choice now from me. Um, we've gone into this together, but then we said, right, okay, we are going to do this together. The ch- the the choice the, the choice is now taken away from me. What's uh, uh, completely, um, and that's thrilling. That's exciting, and <clears throat> and that's not so that I can because I think I'm going to change my mind. It just adds to the excitement yeah. as 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 your submissive husband. We can actually tidy this episode up and loop this back to something we spoke about before. Mistress sessions, having sessions with a professional dominatrix. This is no different to making the decision to see a professional mistress, choosing your professional mistress, going along to session, setting out the boundaries, either prior to the session starting or afterwards. I mean, I I always like to get an idea of what people are looking for before just to suit for the, just to check for suitability and compatibility. But then I like to go through it all again when they're with me, you know, for the first time, just to make sure that they, that I know their boundaries, but also to make sure that they know that I know their boundaries because mm. that's important. But then once you, you then take off your clothes and you're stood in front of mistress You've handed it over. Mm. Yeah. And it's no different. It's a power exchange. It's no different to what's happened with us with this. You've been talking about cuckolding for a number of years. I've been kind of humoring you for quite a long time. And then I started thinking, well, why not? You know, what does that mean to us? So we've spoken about it. We've talked about what our boundaries are. And we're, well, we're past the point now where you've now handed that over to me. And I've now got the baton in the, in this power exchange. Mm. I've got the baton. Exactly like your mistress when you start a session, she's got the power baton. Uh, but she, she, you trust that she knows the boundaries. And that's no different to David trusting that I am going to stay within the boundaries of what we've agreed. But also trust with the cuckoldry, also trust that the third party, the bull, that the bull is also aware of the boundaries and won't push against those boundaries. And I, David, knows that I'm strong enough to make sure that the bull is totally clear about that. And because I am so strong on boundaries anyway, he knows that nobody will push my boundaries because if they try and push my boundaries, then I won't be there anymore. So, um, that's pretty much it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good way to wrap up this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Quite deep, that really. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. It's fascinating. It's a fascinating subject, isn't it? The whole, well, whole sexuality is a fascinating subject. Totally. Totally. That's why, that's why I, I did my degree in psychology and I'm very, very interested in, in sexuality and 
that we need to get rid of all those sort of societal expectations and boundaries of how we should all be behaving and, and how we should be and, you know, how women of a certain age should be behaving. But the fact is, is there's an awful lot of fucking going on behind closed doors. Oh, yeah. The swingers community yeah. is huge. Yeah. Sex clubs do incredibly well. Yeah. And they're usually, usually swingers as yeah. well. Um, you know, there is an awful lot. You know, we, you're dead a long time. And mm. I think I think a lot of people when they, there's that book, there's that book by a nurse who used to um, give palliative care. She used to nurse people as they were dying. She spoke to them a lot. And she wrote a book on what people used to say before they died. And one of, one of the things that people used to say was they wish it had, they'd had more sex. <laughs> they they just wish they'd had more sex. They they worked too hard. They 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 were too busy being I don't know good citizens. And and um, but actually, it's the pleasures of life that make life pleasurable. Well, you know what I said in the first podcast about my friend who who died at my age only a couple of months ago and, and I've been assessed I just got thinking about my mortality I really you know the rocking chair test thing yeah I don't want to get in my rocking chair and think I wish I'd have done that I yeah. wish I'd have experienced that and neither do I want and I'm not saying this would, would happen at all but neither do I want in another 10 15 years or whatever me and you to get bored to death of each other yeah Grow apart. I've, I'm, you know what? I, I feel sad. I, I, you know, I've been, I've, I've worked with guys. I'm fifty, and, I, and, I, and I'm, I've worked with guys all my life. And the amount of guys who say, "No, no, no, don't, have, no, don't, no sex life at home. No, no, not for years." I, I mean, one of my mates said, "I'd rather have a good pork pie than have sex with his wife." <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I've always remembered that, and, and it made me laugh. But you know what? Mm-hmm. I know that they don't have sex and yeah. there's nothing there they mates and that's it and there's I more to life i think it's there? sad when <clears throat> when people get together they get life comes in the way they get bored they get fed up of each other they don't want to have sex anymore and how i don't want to live like that and then it's just convenience then isn't it because it's somebody to share the bills with it's somebody to yeah. watch tv with it's yeah. somebody to share the washing up with yeah and when you're a couple, it should be a lot more than that. Oh, should, there's, there's no gel there, is there? There's no spark, no magic, no excitement. Mm. And I don't want to be like that. And, and you know, without going into too much, you know, we've had an extremely busy few years with vanilla businesses, um, testing times, you know, and, and it, it can come between, um, or it will come between your excitement in the bedroom and home life, can't it? Oh, quite does. And, it um, totally does. You know, I don't, it's been good for us, lockdown. It's it we've assessed, has, we've yeah. really assessed. We've had time to, to to take stock, think about things. You know, you've you've come back into the um, doing business. You know, I, I'm you know I work very very hard with you now on that again. You know, producing material, um, and which you know, I really love it, yeah. and I'm pleased to say it's going well. And it has been good. We've made this decision. I'm totally on board with it. Um, yeah, reservations, but it's not negative reservations. It's exciting fear. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. I know. I can see. I can see your face because when I'm texting uh, on Kick, when, yeah. I'm, when I'm messaging them on Kick, I yeah. can. I can see you looking over and. I do. I can see you peering around the corner and see. Yeah, they get those <laughs> Russian butterflies and oh god. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because I know that um, you know. Well, you said last night. You know, you, you've 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 pretty much all being well. Got you know, really happy with with two of the guys subject to meeting. Yeah, I'm sub- subject uh, to meeting. You know, if, if they've got like an irritating right. I don't know, habit or something. I might have to <laughs> just pack it in. <laughs> Stop yeah, doing that. Yeah. Do you know you do that? Pack it in. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I've got two guys. But the good thing is, is that I'm not going to be dating them. I don't need to know everything about them. I just need to know that they're not into conspiracy theories. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to start listening to somebody telling me to wake up, for God's sake. Um, as long as they're intelligent, clean, hygienic. and um, But the fact that they're married... You know that they're married. They're not gonna. They're not gonna start being dickheads with me. Well, people do though. I mean, you know, if, if we we know we've just been talking about that, haven't we? People are married. People, you know, they could be telling you everything you want to hear. At they the could, of course, they could. We know that. And then you know they might start falling for you. They might they might think it now, but they might start falling for you. Yeah. And then. They start, you know, pushing, easing on the boundaries, going in the sideways, the back ways, whatever to push on those boundaries. And this is, and and I thought, and I kind of, I don't expect that, but I know it can happen. And well, that's where they, you're going to have to be very strong. And if they start buying me flowers, I'll just have to dump them. <laughs> <laughs> Buy a nice bottle of wine. Bring it home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's always it's always good when your uh, when your clients buy you a nice bottle of wine. Yeah. When you bring it home. Yeah, if I let you have any. Mm. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Let's wrap that up then for tonight. Um, let's see what feedback we get from this. Yeah. Okay. That'll be interesting. I yeah. want people to think. I want people to really think and reevaluate. Well, it's really good as well because, you know, the, the, um, our listener who obviously we've, you've answered, we've answered. It's it's really good to get that engagement. Love it. I love talking with my clients. I love understanding them. I love understanding reasoning. I love understanding. That's why I've come up with this this concept of having all these cardboard boxes in the loft. Um, because that's how you deal with things. You want to keep hold of it, but it has to be kept out of the way. Uh I, I, yeah, yeah, I love it. I love, I love the engagement. I love the feedback because it makes me think as well. I, I think yeah. about it and I think hard about it, and that's what I've done with this, this feedback, um, and discussed it with you as well, just yeah. to just to make sure that we're both sort of in agreement with yeah. it. Yeah, totally. Okay, love it. So keep it coming, um, and um, hope you get your head around it a little bit more. Okay, that's bye from me. Bye from me. Thank you so much for listening. Feel free to contact me via thecookaldrespodcast.co.uk where you can leave me a voice message. You can also subscribe to the podcast using the RSS feed or your podcast platform to ensure that you never miss out on any future episodes. 
Many thanks to everyone who has supported me so far. Thank you and have a good night.